What is going on, guys? Your boy Elroy here, and welcome back to the Your Boy Elroy MMA podcast. I'm your host, Josh Prep Egina, back again for another glorious week of MMA news, notes, previews, and reviews from this past week. It's been a phenomenal, phenomenal week of MMA, and I've I've really just reminded myself this weekend why I love the sport so much and how hype I am for this upcoming week. So with that being said, uh, before we get into the news, thank you so much for tuning in. If it's your first time listening, if you've been here before, I appreciate each and every one of you. Thank you so much for tuning in with me day or week in and week out every Friday for next uh, in January for the past three years um it's been a phenomenal ride uh and there's no end in sight for me as long as there's mma i will be doing this because i just love talking about it so much so i really hope that that comes through in this audio every week with that being said let's talk about the news so it's so crazy because last week there were so many fights to review um, we had the card, the big pay-per-view card to preview and a ton of news this week. We're back to back pay-per-view weekends and only, you know, not that much news, but the pay-per-views are really going to drop what drives this show this week. So, uh, let's start off with two quick pieces of news. Uh, nothing crazy, uh, but one thing that came out earlier this week was the announcement of Roxanne Modafferi versus Casey O'Neill for UFC 271 next year, I believe in February and Roxanne placed out or put out that this will be her final MMA fight, which is insane to say, you know, we, we love to call Roxanne Modafferi a pioneer and a pioneer of women MMA, women's MMA, she was, dating back to November 10th, 2003, for her first MMA fight ever, which is insane. She has since, you know, so far has a pro record of 25 and 19. Uh, unfortunately, she's on a two-fight two losing streak uh, this year. But she has just been such an ambassador for the sport. You know, with her win over Macy Barber, you really saw that, like, this lady still has it. She's still so, like, she's really, really good. Like, she still has it. But unfortunately, you know, age and time really catches up to her. She's 39 years old. And uh, I definitely see a future for her in coaching. Uh, she has a phenomenal ground game. You know, she's not too shabby on the feet as well. And just so much time and experience has to be such an asset for these young girls coming up. So congratulations to Roxanne Modafferi. Unfortunately for her, she has a really tough opponent in Casey O'Neill uh, that weekend. But if what we think is happening on this card as far as the main event is actually happening on this card... This is going to be a phenomenal card because uh, 
I cannot wait. My favorite fighter in the UFC uh, today should be the main event of that card. So we will see if we see the return of Stylebender. Um, but congratulations, Roxanne Modafferi. The other news, not so, uh, not so exciting, but it is MMA, so we do have to talk about it. Triller now. We know about Triller and the circus that Triller has uh, put on uh, recently with a ton of different MMA events that are just freak shows. Uh, Well, they announced something called the Triad Combat Event, pitting MMA fighters versus boxers. Uh, This is per MMA MMA Fighting's own Mike Heck. It says Mike Perry, Frank Mir among competitors. Uh, Triller Fight Club has announced its next unique event that will feature professional MMA fighters and boxers matching up with the purpose of leveling the playing field. It will take place on November 22nd from the Globe Light Field in Arlington, Texas. Uh, the pay-per-view will cost $29.99. Tickets should be on sale tomorrow or today uh november 5th so revolutionary new combat sports team which incorporates boxing and mma rules in an aggressive fast-paced manner with the fighters competing in a specially designed triangular ring over two minute rounds featuring professional boxers competing against professional mixed martial arts fighters the competitors will wear crossover gloves with the allowance of holding to try to find an even playing field between the two combat sports. Mike Perry and Frank Mir are the MMA fighters that they're talking about. And then the boxer so far that has been announced is Kubrat Pulev. It also will have a Metallica concert and other surprise guests. So with tickets ranging from $50 to 300 Triller Triad. Now we heard earlier uh this this year that Triller wanted to do something, get some you know work out of they paid for that triangle ring so they wanted to do something within. This looks like what they're going to do. It's so weird. We know Mike Perry just signed on to BKFC, so I guess he'll be doing this before he uh toes the line as they say. But that's Triller, a freak show, a circus, let's be honest. But it has its place, and, you know, I don't know if I'd be paying for it, but maybe I'll tune in. But with that being said, let's talk about last week's MMA. Uh, Where do we start? We start at UFC 267, Jan Blahovich versus Glover Teixeira in the main event Glover Teixeira the new light heavyweight champion as he submits Jan Blahovich in the second round by rear naked choke um, this is a phenomenal moment you know if not anything just seeing Glover get his hand raised is amazing um Unfortunately for Jan Blahovich, I don't know what happened in there, but he looked like a completely different fighter from the last few fights that we've seen him be a world beater. 
And something stood out to me in one of the press conferences, and it was when, you know, somebody said, somebody asked Jan if Glover takes you down, and Glover looked and he said, no, when I take him down. So we knew what his plan was, and he executed it to perfection. Congratulations, Glover Teixeira. It seems like Yuri Prohaska is next. That is an exciting matchup. I think I... I stand with a lot of people who are, who are, you know, I think people are crazy to overlook Glover's chances over Yuri. Now, we know Yuri Prohaska is a world beater, but Glover Teixeira is a savvy vet. We've seen it against Jan Blachowicz. We've seen it against the likes of Tiago Santos and Anthony Smith recently. Like, he is no punk out there. So I'm looking forward to see what Glover could do now at 42 years of age. Uh, I expect that fight to fully happen in the first quarter of next year. In the co-main event, we had Peter Yan defeating Corey Sanhagen by unanimous decision. Uh, I had Corey win the first round and Peter Yan narrowly winning every other round. Obviously, he rocked Corey with a head kick, um, but didn't put him down. Corey is, I said it this week because I think it was the thing that stood out to me the most um, besides, you know, the obvious, which we'll get to in a few fights. But Corey Sanhagen has, like, Diaz brother energy for me. Like, me personally, I have this weird fandom towards Corey Sanhagen where it's almost like how fans, you know, we make fun of the fans of the Diaz brothers. That's how I'm starting to feel about Corey Sanhagen. Like, it doesn't matter what he does. He can do no wrong, win, lose, or draw. That's my boy. Like, I really like what Corey Sanhagen has been able to do. I like the his fight style. I like his attitude. And he's slowly becoming in that list of, like, my favorite fighters in the UFC. Um, Peter Yan is just phenomenal. He has some of the best stand-up in the UFC as a whole. His game plans are phenomenal. He, You see, like, he usually drops the first few minutes of a fight. And I don't know if it's he's looking to see how his opponent is reacting to him or his movements or he's just, you know, as they say, downloading data. It's, it's so fascinating to watch. He's so technical and... His hands are so sharp. Uh, I love watching Peter Young fight. This was a phenomenal fight. I think that we should be talking about it at the end of the year because it is that great. Um, a lot closer than a unanimous decision. Definitely not a split. But every round was razor thin. And like I said, I gave the four, the first round to Corey and the other four to Peter. But really, really narrow rounds. So, great fight. Congratulations, Peter Yan, um, Al Jermaine Sterling, and first quarter of next year. 100% to unify those belts. Then we had Islam Mahachev blowing past Dan Hooker in the first round. Submission by Kimura. Um, I don't know. It was, it was kind of like Dan Hooker didn't want to be there. Um, 
or he just didn't have an answer for the pressure and the takedown. It was it was really rough to watch, and it was only two and a half minutes, you know, but Islam made it real quick. What I want to talk about is the end of that fight, uh, the post-fight where he, he says that he thinks he deserves a title shot. Listen, I understand that you're this prodigy, <laughs> Islam, but the truth is... You're number five at the moment. You've, you know, you just beat number six. So it's like pump the brakes, man. You haven't even touched anybody in the top five, you know. And I understand that two of the guys in the top five are, you are all managed by the same guy. Um, But if I was Islam, I'd be calling for the loser of Gaethje versus Chandler. Like that's the fight to make. For me personally, Dan Hooker, me personally, I don't think he loses anything. I think the perfect matchup to make is him versus Rafael Dos Anjos just because I think that Dan Hooker has to take a step back for the moment. You know, he he had a win a few weeks ago, but the guy that he fought wasn't even in the top 15. So, you know, he just beats or you just got smoked by somebody right above you so I don't think there's anything that uh I don't think there's anything that Dan Hooker has to worry about but I do think that uh that he does have to get a few more wins in a row for us to consider him a contender once again uh heavyweights Alexander Volkov versus Marcin Tibura they go the full 15 Volkov by unanimous decision then, on a night full of really fun fights, we had the return of Hamzat Shemaev. He comes back to face Li Jingliang. And <laughs> listen, this is incredible. Words won't do it justice. It's something that you have to see. But Hamzat goes for a takedown on Lee, picks Lee up. Walks him to where Dana White is outside of the cage. And then chucks Li Jingliang down. Starts talking crap. And eventually submits Li Jingliang by rear naked choke in the very first round. Hamzat Shemaev looked phenomenal against a guy who was ranked number 11 in the world. So for someone who hasn't faced... Anyone remotely close to the top 15 in his first, what, four UFC fights or three UFC fights, he comes in against the number 11 guy and just blasts past him. Uh, this was devastating for Li Jingliang. Uh, he, he got embarrassed in there. Hamzat Shemaev is the real deal. I'm looking for Hamzat to face the winner of Brady versus Kiesa, or, hey, if you're feeling froggy, I'd personally give Hamzat Shemaev Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. He just lost to Gilbert Burns. He needs a step back in competition. I think that that's a great fight. Now, is that a really high jump up? Yo, Hamzat is that damn good. Uh, moving on to maybe the most exciting prospect 
at 205 pounds. That's not named Yuri Prohaska. Magomed Ankalaev defeats Volkan Ozdemir by unanimous decision. I thought he looked good in there. You know, usually if you're going in there and you're, you know, we've seen what Yuri was able to do to Volkan Ozdemir. We've seen Ozdemir go down. But uh, Magomed said it, man. I really wanted to put him down, but he's almost impossible to get down. So I'd personally like to see Magomed Ankalaev against Dominic Reyes. Uh, that's just one fight up. Or you could do Ankalaev against Tiago Santos. Now, I don't know how Tiago would feel about that because he just took a fight with somebody, you know, behind him in the rankings. So we'll see how that works out uh, late or early next year. But Magomed Ankalaev is someone that you should still keep an eye on. Uh, we open or we finished the prelim card with Amanda Hibas defeating Verna Jandaroba. Really, really fun fight. Uh, Amanda Hibas is back and it's great to see. She is such a fun personality. I'm sure that everybody at the UFC loves working with Amanda Hibas as well as Verna Jandaroba. Um, I don't think she loses anything. I still think that she looked really good in the fight as well. Just uh, Amanda Hibas had something to prove, and she proved it. She looked great. Uh, Zubaira Tukagov defeated Ricardo Ramos. Listen, there were a ton of really fun fights on the prelims card. This was one. Tukagov looked great. Um, he obviously is another guy who trains under Khabib. Just a phenomenal fight against Ricardo Ramos. Albert Durayev, one of my contender series, you know, MVPs from this past season that just finished this week, which we'll get into in a little bit. I thought he looked phenomenal against Roman Kapilov. He couldn't get him out of there. Uh, Kapilov is tough as hell. And Durayev took some damage as well as handed out some damage. Um, I think that he could be a contender at 185. Uh, I don't know what happened this night. I think he just got hurt. I'm pretty sure he has a broken orbital bone. But this was a really fun fight. Kupalov in his picture on Tapology looks exactly like Chase Hooper. Elise Zaleski Dos Santos defeated Benoit St. Denis by unanimous decision. Terrible officiating in that fight. If, uh, if you listen to Emmy, any MMA you know, podcast or just watch the fight, you you could see how bad it was. Yes, I understand Benoit St. Denis is tough as hell, but that fight shouldn't have gone the extra 10 minutes that it needed to. <laughs> Mihal Oleksiejczyk defeated Shamil Gamzatot by, T, uh, by KO, <laughs> by uppercut in the very first round. That was devastating. Lerone Murphy starches Makwana Mirakani in the second round by knockout due to a knee. That was really devastating. The hometown boy, Andre Petrowski, defeated Hu Yaozong by submission arm triangle in the third round with like 14 seconds left. This was really fun. I'm not going to lie. Um, I don't know if it was the short camp. But Petrowski just, you know, he, he has this, you know, where he, he almost gasses out. And this is like every fight where, like, Petrowski's done, Petrowski's done. And he comes, like, he beat the crap out of Michael Gilmore. He He's coming against 
Hu Yao Zong, and he's throwing everything but the kitchen sink at him. He couldn't get him out of there, and he looked exhausted. He conserved his energy. The final 10 seconds, he got a submission and knew that he could burn his arms out doing it, and he did, and he finished him. Congratulations, Petrowski. You looked great. And then Tiger Ulam Bekkov defeated Alan Nascimentos by split decision. This fight was incredible. To be the curtain jerker, me personally, I scored it for Alan Nascimentos. I understand that Tagir had a little bit more ground and pound, but I think that Nascimento was way more busy on the ground, going for submissions and really trying to finish Ulam Bekkov. This is a great fight. If you want to see a really fun grappling heavy fight, tune into this fight from this past weekend. It was phenomenal. And that was UFC 267, a really fun, you know, quote unquote, special event, as they said. Like, I I really thought it was cool that they did that, you know, for free on ESPN Plus. I'm grateful, man, that it was phenomenal. Uh, I didn't mention it because, you know, I don't think it's that important. But I went back home last week and I left Saturday. I was supposed to leave Friday. I ended up having to leave Saturday due to the worst airline of all time (laughs) frontier but um so you know i start watching the fight i'm with jen and the baby we go for a walk card starts at 10 30 i'm watching tagir versus alan you know while i'm walking in the city then we go back home i chill for a little bit i have to be at the airport at like two o'clock Right. That gives me an hour before the plane or whatever. So I get to the airport. You know, I haven't turned my phone off. I just keep the fight playing, whether I'm listening to it, I'm just walking through, you know, uh, give the baby something to eat. And I'm still watching it. I get on the plane. Right. I'm on the plane for about 35 minutes waiting for the plane to take off. I'm like, okay, if if this fight's quick, you know, I'll, I'll make it. If, uh, you know, I'll be able to see, I knew I'd make it at least to the co-main event. So I'm like, oh man, I'm going to catch Islam and Dan Hooker. That fight goes quick. I'm like, yes, co-main event. First round with a minute and 53 left. I, the, the signal shut off. I'm in the air already. And, uh, I had to hurry up once I finally touched down. I think it was about five five twenty or something like that and uh you know I, I ended up watching the fights on the way to my parents house while we slept in, or while my daughter slept in the car so it was cool it was a really fun experience I love those early cards uh UFC 267 double thumbs up great card moving on to the final episode of the contender series where we saw two finishes only one finish got a contract. The other contract, uh, unfortunately, you know, I'll get into that in a second. But the one finish that didn't get a contract, I completely agree. Jonas or Jonas Bilalarino. I'm sorry, I don't know how to say his name. He wheel kicked this guy, Kanan. In the third round. Uh, But before that, it just wasn't really an exciting fight. Uh, It was like a glorified sparring match. I wasn't really 
enjoying it. You saw the glimmer of like this guy's really good, but it just it didn't really play out in there and he he wasn't able to uh to really show his skills. Yes, he finished them, but I think that he had to do more and Dana White agreed and didn't give him a contract. Uh Johan Lanus starches Justin Berlinson in the first round by knockout. Uh this guy hits so hard. He's a wild man and he's from Canada. He's 8 and 0 now after that. He gets himself a contract. I completely think that we'll see him on a fight night early 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 2022. Johan Lanus. And then the other contract, Mahashante from China, he defeats Achilles Estuermerdura. I'm sorry, it's a tough name. Um, just big underdog. Uh, he ends up, you know, making it through the storm in the first and the second round in the first half. Takes over and is able to uh, get a unanimous decision in the end. I don't think it was that amazing, <laughs> but I think that Dana White had to sign a Chinese fighter, and he's the only one that got the win. So, <laughs> you know, and he he did come back. So I guess you know he's he's really young. I think he's like twenty one years old. He's six and one. I don't think Dana had to give him the contract, but he's a PI product, so they kind of have to like. Hey, man, we got to say, hey, somebody from China got it. So that's just my conspiracy theory on it. But Johan Lanus definitely deserved that contract. Um, and Jonas Billerino, it's so funny because Dana said, like, right before the finish, Dana's like, I'm not interested. And then he gets to finish, and he's, like, thinking about it. He's like, nah, I'm not going to go back on my word. So that was Contender Series Week 10. Next week, we're going to look back at all 10 episodes and talk about some of the highlights and who we think are going to be contenders. Who's this year's, who's my version this year of Adrian Yanez? Who is going to be that breakout star? We'll go over all 10 episodes and my favorite picks next week. Let's talk about this week's MMA. We have a Bellator card and a UFC card. We start tonight, Friday, as you're listening to this. Bellator 270 live from Dublin, Ireland, the three arena. The main event for the vacant Bellator lightweight championship, Peter Queeley versus Patricky Pitbull. We also have James Gallagher versus Patchy Mix in the co-main event. Some other uh, standouts, really only one other standout because one of the fights got canceled that I wanted to talk about. Daniel Weichel versus Pedro Carvalho. That uh, 145 division just <laughs> continues to fight each other. They need some new, they need some new people in that division. But unfortunately, Fabian Edwards is not going to be on that card. It's a uh, pretty sad so that's bellator 270 not too stacked but the two fights at the top are really really fun i'm looking forward to it and it's like really early i think i'll be able to catch it by the time i get out of work i'll definitely be able to see the co-main and main event so bellator's back 
Then we have UFC 268. This card is anything but light. Live from New York City, Madison Square Garden. Unfortunately for the listeners, I'm from Philadelphia, rival city of New York City, and uh, not a big MSG guy. Yeah, it's not, it's not a hate thing. I just don't see the hype on it. I understand that the fighters are all excited because, you know, Mike Tyson fought here, Ali or whatever. But for me, it just doesn't. I don't care. <laughs> um, yeah, but the card is phenomenal. Let's start off bright and early with the curtain jerker, CJ Vegara. This year's or a contender series alum from this year making his UFC debut against Ode Osborne. This should be a really fun stand-up matchup. Uh, Osborne, obviously, humongous for the division. CJ Vergara looking to make a splash. This should be a really, really fun fight. Also, if you don't watch the Contender Series or have never heard of CJ Vergara, uh, go on to the UFC's YouTube page. Yesterday, they posted a video called, and it's a new series that they're doing, called Dana White's Contender Series Next Level. Um, it's where they follow a fighter from their Contender Series fight to their first fight in the UFC, like the lead-up to it. So CJ is the first one that they're doing. And, uh, yeah, it's a, a really, really good piece of content that the UFC put out. And, like, movie-level production. Like, they're really... Put some production behind it. Phenomenal piece of content. Uh, I definitely think that you guys should check it out. Melsic Bagdasarian is facing Bruno Souza. Uh, Souza coming in on really short notice. In for TJ Laramie. Melsic, another Contender Series alum. He's the guy who beat up on Dennis Bazooka, I think, a season or two ago. Uh, he's already made his UFC debut. He looked phenomenal. He has really good striking, so I'm looking forward to this matchup as well. Dustin Jacoby versus John Allen. John Vellante in his MMA retirement fight against Chris Barnett. We have the debuting Ian Gary from Cage Warriors, former Cage Warriors welterweight champ versus Jordan Williams, which I believe is another Contender Series alum. Uh, the return of Edmund Shabazian. He is facing a killer in Nazardine Imovov. That is not an easy fight. That is going to be hell for Edmund Shabazian, who, in my opinion, really needs a win after lackluster fights against Jack Hermanson and a drubbing from Derek Brunson. Uh, this is not an easy fight for him. Nasadine Imovov is someone who has a ton of promise. We saw what he was able to do to Ian Heinish. Uh, he also beat up on Jordan Williams late last year. So, you know, Nasserdine, someone to really look out for. And he's looking to take Edmund's spot in the rankings. So Edmund better watch his back. He better come with his with his A game. Uh, we have the return of Phil Halls versus Chris Curtis. 
We have the return of Ally Aquinta, who we haven't seen in forever. Let's see. When was Ally Aquinta's last fight? Ally Aquinta, number one, he's on a no, he's only on a two fight losing streak. Uh his last fight was in two thousand nineteen versus Dan Hooker. So that was a long time ago. He he had a grappling matchup last year in February against Mike Perry that he also lost. Uh but he's in the he's in the prelims now against Bobby Green. And then in the showcase fight, the final fight of the prelims, the debuting Alex Pajera versus Andreas Michalidis. Alex Pajera, former glory kickboxing two weight champ, I believe is what they said. Uh, he's 3-1 and one in MMA. Last time we saw Alex Pajera compete in MMA was around this time last year. He faced uh, Pennsylvania's own Thomas Powell. Uh, if you guys remember, that was a devastating left hook that left Thomas Powell on the mat for minutes, like a very long time. And that's really, I mean, I understand that, you know, obviously his glory kickboxing run is what everybody cares about. But if you're basing his MMA experience off of a win against Thomas Powell, someone who at the time was four and three, (laughs) it's like, come on, you guys can't be serious. Um, Now, I understand that he's you know, three and one, but before that, his last MMA fight, before the Thomas Powell fight, his last MMA fight was in 2016, (laughs) where he won in the second round in jungle fight. But this guy's got heavy hands. Apparently, he's deadly (laughs) with that left hook, which we saw. And I'm interested. You know what I mean? He's facing Andreas Michalaitis, someone who I thought had a ton of promise when he was going against Modestus Bukakis. Those two guys looked like they had a ton of promise, and uh, obviously he wasn't able to make it back after the first round. Then he came back and defeated KB Buller by unanimous decision earlier this year, and he's got a killer in front of him, man. Really dangerous fight with Alex Pajeda, but... He could play spoiler, so this this could be a really, really fun fight. Full disclosure, I am recording this at 5.17, so I'm going to hit pause on the recording because the UFC 268 press conference is going down. I'm going to watch this real quick, and then I'm going to come back, and we're going to talk about the main card for UFC 268. All right, so that was something. Uh <laughs> I don't know what I just watched. It felt like Triller. But starting off the night on pay-per-view, Justin the Highlight Gaethje comes back finally after his loss to Khabib to face one of my favorite fighters in the sport, Iron Michael Chandler. This to me, guys, is like one of the fights to watch Excuse me, at 155. Obviously, Justin Gaethje brings nothing but excitement to the cage. 
and Michael Chandler is one of the most skilled, well-rounded fighters in MMA. There's no way in hell that this isn't fight of the night. This is going to be phenomenal. Um, <laughs> unfortunately for me, unfortunately, uh, this is an extremely scary fight because I am a huge Michael Chandler fan. Of course, I love Justin Gaethje. What's not to like about Justin Gaethje? That's why it scares me so much because Justin Gaethje is so damn dangerous. So for me, I'm going just let's see a good fight. Uh, Justin Gaethje's going in there with the killer mentality. Obviously, Michael Chandler is always killer be killed. We saw that in the Oliveira fight. Unfortunately for him, after that first round, I was like, it's a wrap. And it was. So I'm looking to see a great fight here. And I think we'll get it. I'm calling it right now. This is the fight of the night. Then we have the return of Shane Burgos versus Billy Quarantillo. Quarantillo's first soiree into the top 15 competition. Shane Burgos obviously coming off that loss to Edson Barbosa. This should be a phenomenal fight. Quarantillo's incredibly skilled. Shane Burgos has some of the best boxing in MMA. This is definitely going to be a great fight. This is where it gets tough. Marlon Chito Vera back after that phenomenal fight against Davy Grant against Frankie Edgar. Him, unfortunately, back after that insane knockout loss to Corey Sanhagen. Um, I'm looking for Marlon to keep rolling here. I think that he could be somebody at 135, so I think we'll see that. Frankie Edgar's on the wrong side of his career at the moment at 40 years of age. And in those lighter weight divisions, it doesn't get any easier. So uh, this should be a good fight, though. I think that we'll see Marlon Chito Vera do something spectacular. In the co-main event so far this year, I'm just going to spoil it. One of my favorite moments of the year, Rose Namajunas facing off once again against Zhang Weili for the UFC strawweight championship five rounds um at the first the first fight they didn't need all five rounds rose got it done in the first uh i can see rose getting a finish once again uh but if we look back in history uh she finished joanna and then she came back in the second fight and got a decision i don't see that happening here i think she gets a finish once again i think she just has her number I expect a great fight out of this, to be honest. I think that Rose is going to show out once again, and we'll see a little peek into greatness when we see Rose Namajunas against Zhang again. Then in the main event, after that press conference, I have (laughs) so much to think about. Uh, The crowd's there for Colby, but obviously it's hard to bet against Kamara Usman. What's crazy is... What made me bet against him when he first faced Woodley for the title was his attitude, his smugness, and, you know, his confidence really, like, turned me off. I I was like, I don't know if I like this guy. Like, he's he's a little too cocky for me. And he he maintained that attitude. And you know what? You can't say anything. He's the number one pound-for-pound fighter in the world today, the most active champion in the UFC and someone who just really puts in the work, someone who deserves every accolade that he has. 
Obviously, I am a Kobe Covington fan. I state every time we talk about Kobe Covington, if it's not for the shtick, nobody would dislike Kobe because he's a great fighter. If you just looked at him as a fighter, he's a great fighter. I want to see a good fight here. I don't know. Honestly, I do not know what Colby Covington can do to beat Kamara Usman because from the first fight to now, Kamara Usman has just gotten progressively better. Colby Covington, unfortunately, we've only seen him fight one time since then. So, uh, listen, this is another one. I just want to see a great fight. That's all I care about. This has every ingredient to have a great fight. Two great fighters. Bad blood, big stage. Beautiful. I cannot wait for this card in Madison Square Garden live on pay-per-view UFC 268. That is it for this week's YBE MMA. I am Josh Prepigina. You can find me on all forms of social media. Elroy Prepson, one word. You can find the show on Instagram at YBE MMA Podcast as well as Teespring. Teespring.com slash stores, slash YBE MMA podcast. If it's your birthday, happy birthday. Love your mothers. I love your mom. Enjoy the fights this weekend, and we'll see you next week.